So here we go. You better buckle up, Buttercup. And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I want to know what's going on, and I want to know right now. You know, two dudes talking sports. And you two will be awesome. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. Who the hell are you? It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Sure, come on in. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome to the Kenny and JT Show. It's the night before Thanksgiving. 39 degrees right now in the heart of the Hall of Fame city. And as, again, we welcome you into the Kenny and JT Show. And we've got a lot of things to get to. And today, we invite you to join us today and, and be thankful that we could talk about sports and all kinds of stuff right here on the Kenny and JT Show on your Wednesday. 330-450-1480 is the number to call. We love talking to you today. Maybe you're out in traffic. Maybe you're out trying to get to your favorite grocery store, if you are, and you're heading in to get some uh, bananas for whatever it is that you need tomorrow. Big shout-out to my man, Tim Horner, over at Giant Eagle in the produce section. Good luck with that today, man. Have you seen the lines at your local grocery store? Just getting to it. It's mind-boggling. Why, people? Why? Why would you wait till the last minute? Think you're getting those groceries fresher? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But my advice to you is keep your radio on. Stay in the car. Wait for that little opening like you're a running back. Waiting for that hole to open up. When you see it, boom! Get right on in there and get what you need. Get in, get out. And if you're really smart about it, don't order a lot of things today. Just go to that quick counter or once in a while. When they tell you you can only take 12 items into that lane, (laughs) maybe you got 14 or 15 in there. Just saying, it's not cheating unless you get caught. Oh, wait a minute. Should I say that? Are we still thinking about that team up north? It's not cheating unless you get caught. I think they did. We're going to talk more Ohio State, Michigan here a little bit later on. Steve Hellwagon will join us from Bucknuts.com. We're still talking rivalry week, folks. We've got high school football to talk about as well. And let's just start right here. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Results. In the fourth college football playoff ranking, I don't think there's any surprises here. Georgia remains number one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, but we had a little shakeup there in four and five. Washington moves ahead of Florida State, who lost their quarterback last week, and it's going to be interesting to see and really interesting to note because a couple of teams that are still undefeated could go down. Uh, arguably, Ohio State, Michigan, I believe one of them loses, they're out. It just makes sense. And Unless you look at the Big Ten championship game, and a lot of people might, as another tune-up game for the postseason play. I mean, really, Iowa, are we worried about that team? I don't know too many teams in the western part of the Big Ten conference that are really worried about Iowa. So we'll keep an eye on that. But in my opinion, I still believe that if one of those teams gets beat, whoever loses Saturday, they're out of it, especially if you're Michigan, just due to the fact that there's so much other going on with the scandals of sign-stealing, recruiting violations. Their head coach, for goodness sakes, isn't going to coach the last three games of the regular season after being suspended the first three games of the regular season. I don't see how the NCAA and that committee doesn't look past that. I think whether or not they want to say that they do, I think that definitely goes into their their thought process, and they would leave... Michigan out should they lose to Ohio State. Cavaliers last night, big winner. First win in Philadelphia in three years. That's what happens when you're relevant, though, right? 
And they've been trying to trust in their process in Philadelphia for how many long, how many years? And how many coaches? It's a good team. It's a great win last night for the Cavaliers. And if you think about it, the last two games, and they're on a four-game winning streak, by the way, folks. They took down last year's NBA Finals champion in Denver and now arguably one of the best teams in the East in Philadelphia. It's a 122-119 white-knuckler overtime win last night. Six players in double figures, led by Darius Garland. I've been pretty tough on this guy, even though it's the early going. He drops in 32 points. We out-rebounded Philly 61-53, dominated the paint. 68-52 to points in the paint. No Mitchell, no Levert last night. Both listed as game-time decisions tonight. Cavaliers are now 8-6. and six. Take on the Heat tonight at 7.30. And, Brian, let's hear some of the calls from last night. Let's start off with Alcorn, can we? Niang throws it into Garland. He's surrounded. Down the floor, Struess. Three. Good at the buzzer. Max Struess hits a three ball to close out the half. A line drive shot. Garland near the half court line. In the lane to Struess. Underneath the Mobley. Pow! With two hands. <laughs> Evan got free in the paint. More points in the paint. DG left of the circle. Driving on Embiid. Laid it up and in with the left hand. Third straight game of 20 or more points for Darius Garland. Lobs it to Embiid. Back to Tobias. And Mobley blocked it at the rim. Holy Mobley, what a play by Evan. Garland around an Allen screen. Bounce to Jared to Mobley. Pow! With two hands. Perfectly executed play by the Cavaliers. Dean had it knocked out of his hands to Garland. Desperation three. He hit it! Garland hit the three ball from the left side off the glass. The shot clock was going off. Struce around Mobley in the lane to Mobley. Lobbed Allen. Pow! Mo to throw. And the throw. Garland on the right side. Garland driving by Melton. Garland left corner to Porter. Porter into the basket. Put it in! The youngster took it right to Embiid. Oh my goodness. What a wild and woolly game this has been here at Wells Fargo. Knocked down by Melton. Wade was there. Game's over. Cavs win. Oh, come on, Cavs. Wild and woolly win. There it was. <laughs> Turn that up, Brian. Our good friend Eric Brook. Let's go. Let's celebrate today. Some of the other heroes last night's ball game, and it's a great win, man. I'm telling you, Cavaliers on a four-game winning streak right now. We, we mentioned Garland, 32 points, eight assists, five rebounds. Jared Allen, 26 points, 13 rebounds. Disappeared in the third quarter. More on that in a little bit. Max Strews, 20 points, six assists. Unsung hero last night. We had two of them. Craig Porter, whom I love. This kid is amazing. Undrafted rookie from Iowa State. Had 12 points last night. But my man, Dean Wade. Doesn't show up too much in the stat sheet. Didn't have any points. Didn't shoot the ball extremely well. Doesn't have any confidence whatsoever. But he grabs eight rebounds, and you needed each and every one of them. So it's a great team win. We look to keep the thing rolling tonight when they come home to face the Heat. But again, you know, a lot of those guys logged a lot of minutes last night. Garland was up in around 40 minutes, I believe, because you count in the overtime. And he got banged up a little bit. Now, here we go again. Looked like he busted up his hand uh, before, I, I can't remember if it was fourth quarter or the overtime because I'm too busy 
uh, biting my fingernails off during that game and making notes throughout the whole thing, only to remember that at the end of the day, it's only the 15th or 16th game. And here are the Cavaliers at 8-6 and six now, finally starting to play like the team we might have thought they'd become. But, and there is a big but here, I digress a little bit. Because the things that we thought we'd be better at this year were fast break points, and they're not. They lose fast break points 8-26, to which tells you they're still turning the ball over at an alarming rate. And a lot of fouls on defense, too. Fouls that are really unnecessary. But at one point in time, and when you look at the entire box score, each team shot about 20, somewhere between 25 and 30 foul shots. But at one point in time during that game, and it was in the second half, Joel Embiid had gone to the line 18 times to the entire Cavaliers at 16. I have a problem with that. Is it officiating? I don't know. Is it every time the big man gets the ball, they just flail all over the place? I mean, when he gets the ball and he throws out that elbow, Jared Allen goes flying, man. And that's one of the reasons why at times it looked as though he didn't show up in the second half or at least third quarter. They got towards the end of the game, and we started doing a little bit more of that drive to the lane, dish it off to the big, slam dunk, and that's one of the reasons why Cavaliers shot about 50% last night because they weren't shooting extremely well from three, but a lot of their points were putbacks and or dunks. So we'll take that. But we expected more. We expected more up and down because that's what they told us. J.B. Bakerstaff told us before the season started at Media Day that they were going to be more... I want to say up and down, they were going to run a little bit more. The offense would look a little bit better. I'll tell you when the offense looks better to me, when some of these young guys are in that aren't normally uh, logging that many hours. And one of them by far has got to be Craig Porter. J.B. Bickerstaff, after the game, um, a lot of interesting comments. Not going to say this was a must-win situation, but that's a great feather in the cap, especially early on when maybe some people, including their own players, starting had a little bit of doubt in their minds of how good the Cavaliers could be, would be, or can be. And again, without Donovan Mitchell, without Kyrus Levert, let's hear what head coach J.B. Bickerstaff had to say after the game last night. There's just a, a trust there. Um, you know, Tristan studies the game. He understands his opponent. Um, you know, he's not afraid of the moment. And, you know, as long as I've been around Tristan, like, Tristan always finds a way to impact winning. Um, so you got a guy like that, you know, you believe in him, you give him a chance. Obviously, guys had a really nice first half. You're up 18 early in the third quarter, and everything changes. What allowed you guys to persevere and come back in overtime and pull that one out? And now you've won four in a row, including beating Denver on Sunday. Do you feel like you're starting to get some momentum after a bit of a choppy start? Yeah, I mean, I think the mental toughness, um, you know, the trust in one another, and, you know, just not wanting to let go of the rope um, because they didn't want to let each other down. You know, I think it's something for us, obviously, to learn from. You know, that fourth quarter, the game got more physical. They started to deny more things, put our, their hands on us more. Um, and that's when, you know, we have to move more and make them chase, them, chase us a little bit more. But, um, you know, these guys want to do it for each other. And, like, you know, the Cavaliers' way is always, you know, the team is greater than the individual. And these guys bought into it. And, again, they're just figuring out, you know, who we are. And that was going to take some time. So, um, you know, it's a long season. And, you know, our job is just to continue to get better. Um, and I think that's what we're doing. Chris, 
Hey JB, what's up Chris? Are you aware that you're still alive in the in-season tournament? And if so, what does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, yeah. And, you know, it's an opportunity to win. And anytime you have an opportunity to win, it matters. Um, you know, you put a trophy in front of guys, you put a championship in front of guys, um, and, and it matters. There's a, you know, sense of pressure that's good for growth for games that are meaningful like tonight's game uh, and this tournament is. Um, so it's an opportunity for our guys to play in adverse conditions uh, with one another. And again, when you play in those types of situations, you gain experience and um, you know you, you gain that trust because it's just you know us against everybody else. Uh, so I think it's great for us. Jokic the other night, Embiid tonight. Um, what did you see from Jarrett in this two-game stretch, and specifically tonight against Embiid? I mean, Jarrett's a hell of a player in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, he's fearless. Um, he takes challenges. Um, you know, he knows how to impact the game on both ends of the floor. And again, like he does it for his teammates. You know, there's not a selfish bone in his body. He knows he's got to do a job. Uh, a lot of times, it's a thankless job, right? They don't put st stops in a stat sheet. Um, they don't put denials in a stat sheet. But he knows what's necessary to help us win, um, and he goes out and does it. What explanation did you get um, on the flagrant foul on Max? Just the level of contact to the head was what I was told. Um, but that's a tough play, right? Max goes vertical. Um, player goes into him. Like Naturally, your arms are going to come down, and if he hits you with enough force, you know that's what's going to happen. So uh, it is what it is. We'll move on. Great game to watch last night. There were some iffy calls, like the one he just mentioned, but a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of exciting things like Struess's, uh buzzer beater, let's say, at the end of the first half. Just a great win, a good team win, a good chemistry builder, and we look for them to improve on that. Unless, of course, you're rooting for them to split the last two games because they're on the second leg of a back-to-backer. And who would be rooting for the Cavaliers to lose tonight, Brian? Who would be losing for the Cavaliers after a win last night in Philadelphia? Who would be rooting for the Cavaliers to lose tonight to gain a split? Our Giannino's contestant. <laughs> That's right. Can't remember his name. That's why I paused. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Can't remember the contestant's name. It's back there. Yet. Yes. That is the truth. Our Giannino's Pizzeria proper parlay bet of the week was we're looking for a Cavaliers split. We had no idea they'd win last night. We thought it'd be the other way around. That's right. So, I don't know, though. Back 25. I, you know what? I know they're at home, but it's the second of a back-to-back. -back. If I had the money, I'd give them the $25 or just let them get out of it. I'd buy them out, but I don't have the money, so I can't do that. So, you keep your fingers crossed if you have the heat tonight. Uh, kudos tonight, today, actually. And we're going to move along into some high school football. Kent South High School senior quarterback Jack Pucci Snyder among the finalists for the 2023 Ohio Mr. Football Award. Now, that's an award now that the Ohio Prep Sports Writers Association picks. Used to be, uh, I believe, it used to be given out by the Associated Press. I'll have to check on that. Wildcats 14-0 playing for a state semifinals Friday. First time in program history. Winner will be announced next Thursday afternoon in Canton prior to the start of the Ohio High School Athletic Association Football State Championships Poochie, we love it, man. Congratulations, and we wish you the best. And the kudos don't end there.
because the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade starts tomorrow morning at 8.30. Ends around noon. It'll be on CBS. Kudos to six Stark County students in the Big Apple to take part of the parade. Five Fearless Falcon marching band members. Brent, I'm going to try to get these names right. Brent Rinko, Josh Miller, Grace Miller, Caden Thornberry, and Logan Barkin, and Lake Marching Band member Brooklyn Morrigan have been selected to participate in the Macy's Great American Marching Band. Did you know this? The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is 99 years old. First one's in 1924. Had a bunch of floats, professional bands, live animals. Kind of sounds like the Hall of Fame Parade, doesn't it? They borrowed the animals from the Central Park Zoo. And then me and my bucket used to follow up with a shovel. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Don't forget to set your fantasy football lineups, folks. You got four NFL games over the next two days. Lions host Packers 1230 on Fox tomorrow. Blowout. Washington at Dallas 430 on CBS. Another blowout. San Fran is at Seattle 820 on NBC tomorrow. Could be another blowout, which means the Amazon Prime game is on Black Friday when the Jets host the Dolphins at 3. Blowout. I think I'd rather go shopping than watch that game. Unless, of course, I had Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team. Set your fantasy football team. Buckeyes against that team up north Saturday. Kickoff is at noon. Like I said earlier, we'll talk to Steve Hellwagon, break that down for you a little bit more. Top of the hour. Browns at Denver. On Sunday, do you realize the Browns are 2-8 and eight in Denver? Never play well out there, and I don't know what the line is. I think the last time I saw it, the Browns are a two-and-a-half-point dog. We'll talk more about that. And I want to leave you with this. And we'll open up phone lines because, like I said, we've got 40 minutes before we talk to Steve Hellwagon. When I was a kid, we'd sit around the Thanksgiving Day table, tell everybody what we're thankful for. What are you thankful for? In the spirit of sport. What are you thankful for? Could be a player, could be your favorite team, could be on the high school level, college level, pro level. Doesn't have to be football, could be baseball, basketball, whatever. At 330-450-1480, I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for, and it may be something you never thought you'd hear, hear me say. But I'm going to get to it after the break. So what we're going to do is we're going to get our first break in right now, when we come back, we want to hear from you. What are you thankful for in a world of sports? You know, everybody else in, in the world of sports talk radio today, it's like, oh, what's your favorite side dish? I don't care about side dishes. What are you thankful for? It's Thanksgiving. 330-450-1480. Want to hear from you next. It's Kenny and JT Show. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. 